1: Hi, I'm Ashley Hales. I'm host of the Finding Holy podcast, as well as author of the book, Finding Holy in the Suburbs, and the forthcoming book, A Spacious Life. Welcome back to the Finding Holy podcast. It's been a few months since we've produced some new episodes, primarily from pandemic fatigue and some major transitions and life changes in the life of my own family, including homeschooling for children, That the podcast got put on the back burner, but no longer. Welcome to season five. I cannot wait for such rich, thoughtful conversations about the things that matter. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe right now. You don't wanna miss some forthcoming episodes. And be sure to share this episode with a friend. I know we all need encouragement in our daily lives. How do we connect all of these big ideas? to our actual week-by-week moments. And at the end of every episode, you'll also get to hear my guests' laundry routines, because big things matter, but so does the laundry. Friends, my first guest for season five is Pastor Scott Sauls. He is the pastor of Christ Presbyterian Church in Nashville, Tennessee, as well as the author of numerous books. His most recent one, the one that we're talking about today on the podcast, is A Gentle Answer. Here's my conversation with Scott. All right, friends, I'm really excited to welcome a friend, Pastor Scott Sauls. He is the author of several books, the most recent of which is called A Gentle Answer, Our Secret Weapon in an Age of Us Against Them. So thanks for being here, Scott.
2: Thanks for having me, Ashley. It's good to see you again.
1: It's so fun. We had a really great Italian meal together in San Diego right before everything shut down. So, Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. We I'm, re- <laughs> I'm remembering that time fondly where you could go out to eat in restaurants and be close to people. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about your book, A Gentle Answer. I mean, I really am struck with a lot of it seems like your books are trying to bridge particular gaps. Um, and tell us how a gentle answer does that.
2: Well, I'm not sure how many gaps it, it <laughs> succeeds at bridging, but, um, but, uh, it is a book that attempts to sort of cut through the noise of what people are calling outrage culture, yeah. cancel culture, shutdown culture, us against them, um, I think there is a weariness yeah uh, I think there is a um, a sense of defeat that so many people feel uh, by the climate that we're in and just how likely it is that if you express a viewpoint or opinion about anything, yeah especially if it has any political undertones to it, you're gonna get you're gonna probably get pounced on, yeah. Um, and I, I think that I think that it just feels wearying to a lot of people. And so, um, and that being said, the the idea of the book was conceived a year and a half to two years ago. Yeah. And so I had had no idea that 2020 would be 2020. <laughs> right. I was just thinking it's going to be a presidential election year. Oh, okay. sixteen was kind of gross the yep. way that everybody behaved around that. And so yep. maybe I can put something out there to help move the needle in another direction and there's just a lot of people hurting people mm-hmm. um a lot of violence both physically and with words um yeah. and and with keyboards uh <laughs> being done between people and communities and so so hopefully hopefully this this will be one of those contributions that
0: mm-hmm, will
1: mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. help
2: help christians at least establish a different kind of witness in this this climate
1: yes yes And so tell us about, you know, it's based off a a proverb, right? That a gentle answer turns away wrath. And you kind of, you work through what that looks like about first kind of our relationship to Jesus and then kind of how that works out practically. Sometimes when you think of gentleness in our kind of Western individualistic ways of thinking, gentleness can feel like weakness, and weakness can feel like we're a doormat and it can feel like we're being left behind. So what is the kind of our positive pull towards gentleness?
2: Our positive pull toward gentleness, uh, starts with Proverbs 15, one, uh, where it says a gentle, a gentle answer turns away wrath and it culminates in, uh, The finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, who, while we were still hostile toward him, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's when he gave his life. That's when he demonstrated that he was meek and gentle in heart. Mm -hmm. was when we were opposed to him, when we were being hostile. Um, So so the why is really bound up in who Christ is, and who Christ has specifically and uniquely been for us uh, through his saving work. Uh, and, you know, if the grace of Christ is true, then it stands to reason that we ought to be more difficult to offend and much less offensive mm. um, mm-hmm. than the typical, you know, the average person mm-hmm. who doesn't have the awareness of the grace of Christ mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know in their lives. And so you could say that to to enter into kind of the partisan rancor that characterizes the culture that we're in is in a, in a way to sort of, you know, reveal a developed amnesia about the nature of the gospel and the impact Mm. that it's meant to have Mm -hmm. on people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The spirit is gentleness.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, Love is kind. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the beatitudes, right. Blessed are the meek because they will inherit the earth. Blessed are the poor in spirit, uh, for they will be satisfied. You know, bl- blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, and and bless their yeah. persecutors, and yeah. don't curse, and pray for for their uh, their enemies, and 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 don't strike back. You know, yeah. and so it's the way of Jesus. Yeah. And and that, is it wimpy? No. It takes incredible strength right. to to exercise restraint. Yeah. Incredible strength. Uh, it's the greatest kind of strength. It's the kind of restraint that, and strength, the, the, the strength-based restraint that Jesus exercised on the cross. He could have yeah. pummeled um, <laughs> the people who were doing what he was doing yeah. to, to them in the same way that he could, could have pummeled us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he exercised restraint because his love uh, and his kindness are greater
1: mm-hmm.
2: than, than you know, the retaliatory impulse.
1: Right, yeah. And the
2: other thing, too, is if you really want to persuade people, Newsflash: Scolding them is not the way to do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's God's kindness that leads to repentance, and mm-hmm. and we we demonstrate, I think, a great arrogance to think that that our scolding is a superior approach to God's kindness mm-hmm. to persuade people.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so. It's so true. How have you felt yourself growing in gentleness through either the writing of the book or you know as you're talking about it? How has that fruit of the Spirit grown in you particularly?
2: I mean, I, I think I'm more, you know, sanctification growth comes in phases right. and you, you really, it's kind of like a kid's growth chart where you right. measure the, you know, maybe once every couple of years you, you mark in inches. You, you don't really notice the growth when it's happening. It's just easier to notice it in retrospect. Like, yeah. I think I'm actually more kind and civil now yeah. than I was four years ago around partisan politics let's say yeah like I would get pretty pretty persnickety at the partisan spirit Mm -hmm. And now I feel like maybe maybe my posture is a little bit more measured Mm -hmm. and and you know accounting for people's strong feelings and 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 so on Mm -hmm. um I think that gentleness is has most certainly been cultivated and on a deeper level in Uh, just my, my home life and uh, in my life of leadership Mm -hmm. Um, more quick to listen and slow to speak than I used to be. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't mean that I'm never, you know, quick to speak and slow to listen the opposite, (laughs) but, but I think I'm more so than I used to be, you know, Mm
1: -hmm. What would you recommend for our listeners? you know, if we can see the beauty of Jesus's sacrifice, right. And the beauty of the grace and the gentleness that he offers. Um, I'm just thinking of uh, another recent book, Dane Ortland's book, Gentle and Lowly, where he, mm-hmm. he talks about, you know, those, those kind of weak and wounded parts of ourselves are actually the place that actually foment Christ's heart right towards us. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of parallels, I think, between your book and his. um, but you know, as we think about that and we can see it maybe as a someone who's received gentleness <laughs> and mm-hmm. and can go, oh, I really want that, but I'm really scared to give it. What what are some kind of small starting points?
2: Well, it does feel a lot more vulnerable than you know, bowing up on somebody. Yeah. Especially especially in conflict, it feels a lot more vulnerable. But I think that all of us, even just from basic experience, you don't you don't have to believe in God to to resonate with this, that um, whenever somebody decides they're going to go first in a conflict and say, I'm yeah. really sorry. Um, can, can you, can you forgive me? It, it, it's just the air, the, 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 the air comes out of the balloon, you know, and, and, and the, the air gets thinner. Uh, yeah. It's not as thick. Right. Uh, it's not as tense. So this is a real power in humility. There's a real power in, you know, going first, and yeah. uh, and my argument for Christians is, you've got the resources to go first mm-hmm. in ways that that maybe somebody else doesn't. Mm-hmm. If you've got Christ, and if you've got an awareness of the gospel and His grace, um, you know that you've you've got a you've got the power of resurrection inside of you, mm-hmm. um, which is also the power of the fruit of the spirit, which is mm-hmm. which includes and is gentleness.
1: Mm-hmm where do we
2: start yeah i think you know the the, the sanctification question it, yeah the same thing applies to gentleness as any other virtue yeah. um, virtue is never something that you're going to achieve right uh, mm-hmm. you're not going to get humility by saying i really need to
1: buckle down and give be my humble. best effort to become <laughs>
2: yeah. more humble yeah although that's a noble desire right that's the wrong path you, you you have to go through Jesus to get to virtue. You you get you can't get you can't get to fruit without the vine yeah. and abiding in the vine. Uh, and so you know we tell our people this is kind of a common phrase we yeah. use in our preaching in our church. Um, if you want to be like Jesus, stop trying to be like Jesus, <laughs> and take that energy and reinvest it in being with Him. Yeah. Um, here's a case in point. There's a you know, a lay person who is a Bible teacher uh, and, um, you know, a young, you know, sort of kind of eager, zealous Christian, you know, in their early 20s came up to him. At, you know, he's just like this great Bible teacher and, yeah. and just he's the kind of person where when you're around him, he makes you want to get closer to Christ. And the young man said, how do I get whatever it is that, ha- that, that, that you have? Um, You know, how do I become a compelling, not only teacher of the Bible, but but person of God like you are?
1: Are you curious to find out the answer to that question? We'll be back in just a moment with the rest of our interview.
0: This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership at bow.com. We believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman? Serve in the workplace? Or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills.
1: Here's the rest of my interview with Scott and the answer you've been waiting for. How do you grow as a Christian? How do you be faithful? Here we go.
2: And, and the guy's answer was, read the Bible every day for 25 years.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, pray it into your heart every day for 25 years. As a starting point, show up at church every week, yeah. every <laughs> Sunday for 25 years. And don't skip unless you're at home. Vomiting, or taking care right. of somebody else who is yeah, um, you know just the basics, right? Yeah. Like like we think that we can bypass the, the the basic rhythms, right? Of you know the word of God, the sacraments, prayer, uh, active life in the local church, regular habit of generosity and giving, you know the spiritual discipline of generosity, spiritual dinner, uh, discipline of, of Sabbath, of sort of stepping away from the anxiety system of work and vocation to Rest uh, in Christ and rest physically, like like those rhythms are are that you know over time will have similar effect as eating broccoli instead of ice cream over time.
1: Right?
2: You know, you'll you'll compare yourself to the next fifty year old. You know, let's say that's thirty years from now. You'll come. Let's say the next fifty year old eats ice cream every day, and and you eat whole foods every day. They have a different commitment than you and they smoke, you know, maybe they smoke a, you know, smoke cigarettes or something
1: Yeah.
2: or they vape. I don't
1: know. <laughs> right. Whatever uh, the thing is. Know, they, they do same.
2: those things. They do ice cream and vaping okay. every day and, and you do a well-balanced whole foods diet. Yep. Uh, they do uh, sedentary living every day for 25 years. You do, um, you know, exercise every single day for 25 years. You're going to look at each other in 25 years in all likelihood. Let's assume your genetics right. are, are the same. Um, and you're going to be a lot healthier and stronger uh, and sustainable uh, yeah. at yeah. age 50 than, than the ice cream vapor person. Is. <laughs> and it, we're, we're kind of it's kind of strange how we think spiritual life is supposed to work differently that, right. that God is just going to zap us with character. When we <laughs> yeah. don't get zapped with anything else. You don't get yeah. zapped with expertise in a field. you have to get an education and do right. all the work and make yeah. all the sacrifices you are know, not going to get zapped with a flourishing marriage you have to invest in it you have to do maintenance and repair on on a marriage every single day yeah. in order to have a flourishing marriage mm-hmm. you know 15 20 years later it's, you don't get to just get zapped with it like good right. things i can't remember who said it but but
0: um
2: maybe it was i don't i don't remember who said it but it's a great quote beautiful people do not just happen yeah they don't just happen it has to be nurtured cultivated through a liturgy of 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 stuff that God has given us to participate in yeah um, that, that maybe it feels like you know starting an exercise program it just feels forced at the beginning, but eventually you start to get into your rhythm and then you start to really take delight in it and then you get to a point where you hate missing it yeah like i'm I'm the christian I'm that irritating Christian <laughs> who doesn't understand Chris, Christians who don't like the local church. Yeah. Or who who only have a nominal or moderate interest in the local church, they can take right. it or leave it. Yeah, very easy for them to say yes to some other thing. Like I don't understand that person. Yeah, and part of why I don't, even if my only option is like this this, you know, moderately unhealthy, um, <laughs> you know, with boring boring sermon, right? Um, and you know, songs sung off key, right. If that's my only option, I will still choose that instead of something else. Yeah. Like, I don't understand any other way, but part of that is formation. Yeah. I've been, I've been, it's been the rhythm of my life for the 32 years that I've been a Christian to, to, to be in the local church every Sunday and unless I'm, you know, sick or something and, and. Being in scriptures the same way, being in community an intentional community with other believers is the same thing. It, it, we either are or are not going to commit ourselves to a rhythm of life, right? And there are co- there's a cost benefit analysis there. Mm-hmm. You cannot expect to flourish as a, as as a follower of Christ without the ordinary, daily, unseen yep. participation. Uh, and the things that he says are going to make you grow and right. and so, so there's that yeah in the shorter answer there's one other there's one <laughs> other thing um you, you know your question was cultivating
1: right uh, right as we just a, think about like what are the things obviously you know it's the work of the spirit but like yeah. how do we prime the soil you know how do we do our our tilling and our you know
2: something that we do on our, our staff Every meeting starts with what we call benedictions and we take the t- first 10 to 15 minutes where we all just say nice things about each other, like gen- genuine, nice, kind, real, sincere, true mm-hmm. things about each other. We start with the things that we would say about each other if we were preaching or giving a eulogy at each other's funeral. Yeah. yeah So we call them living eulogies yeah. uh, and um, you know to do that at, you know at work, at home, with your friendships mm. uh, to mm-hmm. develop that practice. And maybe it'll feel awkward and wonky at the mm-hmm. beginning because mm-hmm. it feels vulnerable. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but over time it just becomes this beautiful life giving thing into which you can put, you know, everything else, you know, as, as the broader context,
1: mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, again,
2: it's a, it's a practice of, of, a, of a rhythm of a new yeah. rhythm. thing,
1: Right. I like that. What do we do when let's say, you know, you feel like you're growing, you're growing in gentleness. You're practicing giving the gentle answer. You're, you're practicing vulnerability. It gets rebuffed or someone betrays you. What does it look like to kind of hide yourself in Jesus's gentleness in that case?
2: Well, sometimes, sometimes it's appropriate to put up boundaries. Um, you know, we, we, Trust is earned. Uh, forgiveness is assumed from a Christian. It should be assumed from a Christian, but trust uh, has to mm-hmm. be earned. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it has to be earned back if there's been a betrayal. Like you're, mm-hmm. you're under no obligation, as a follower of Christ, to continue to make yourself vulnerable to somebody who is bruising you in your vulnerability. Yeah. Um. So um, now there's a the flip side of that, is some of us are just hypersensitive. <laughs> And we think that every you know, challenge right. is, a, is, a, is a bruise, is an assault, is something we must put up boundaries for when, when in actuality that boundary might be a wall around your heart that refuses to repent. And so mm-hmm. we've got to be discerning about you know, what, what's, what's a true attack and what is yeah. truly constructive input given in love. And mm-hmm. some, some people don't have the ability to discern between the two because they're so sensitive and defensive. Mm. Um, you're not
1: talking to like enneagram fours right
2: (laughs) well i mean i'm an enneagram fours i'm I'm talking to myself (laughs) you know when i'm unhealthy but when i'm healthy it's different um but when i'm when i'm operating in an unhealthy way um yeah i can i can i can reject you know the wounds that the proverbs call faithful um Right.
1: right yeah 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 I think that's really a helpful distinction to talk about, you know, what in what some boundaries, right. Are, are helpful, right. As trust is earned back, but other boundaries are defense mechanisms. Right. So Scott, tell us what your hope is for your book, a gentle answer as it goes about in the world, as people are discussing it. Um, mm. How does it give us some hope for this moment in history?
2: Well, I am, I don't think, that there is an answer to hostility outside of Jesus Christ. I mean, even you know, even even the scriptures themselves uh, say that at the end of time, when Jesus comes, there will be wars and rumors of wars. So this stuff is not going away. Yeah, outrage is not going away. We're not going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lord has said so we're not mm-hmm. going to fix it. The poor will always be with you mm-hmm. and outrage will all, and injury and violence will always be with you uh, to the end of the age. Um, and so what Christians are called to is to live counterculturally to that, um, to uh, endeavor as far as it depends on us, as the scriptures say, to live at peace with all people. Um, and so I, I hope that Books like a gentle answer can can help move the needle
0: mm-hmm.
2: in that direction for some mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. Uh, or a lot of people. I don't know whatever whatever God wants to do with it, but mm-hmm. um, but I hope that it will it will have the effect of cultivating a greater kindness among the people of God because they they are more deeply discerning the kindness of Christ toward them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope so too. <laughs> mm-hmm. It would be wonderful if we were known again for being people who love well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And that's possible. Getting rid of wars and rumors of wars is not possible, but be, becoming known uh, as people who live out of the Beatitudes and out of First Corinthians 13 and the fruit of the Spirit of Galatians 5, that is possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Amen. Some good hope for when it feels like ever, all the headlines tell us otherwise, so... Thank you. So as we finish up, I always love to ask everybody their laundry routines because it's fun, first Mm -hmm. of all, to hear about someone's real mundane life. And two, because we do want to connect the dots between all these things that matter and Mm -hmm. actual life. So I would love it if you could share with us, what does your laundry routine look like?
2: Uh, When I do the laundry, I typically put it on cold water yeah Uh, I don't distinguish between the colors because I think that's a waste of time (laughs) and I will then throw everything in the dryer and after about 13 minutes I will remove everything from the dryer that I don't want to shrink and I'll Uh hang it Uh, Uh just dries it enough to get the wrinkles out but not so much that it shrinks and then I'll I'll uh dry everything else to super nice. dry.
1: So, you do your own laundry? Does your wife uh, do your laundry? I like
2: to. Now yeah. she, she criticizes think. the way I do laundry. Okay. And for that reason she she doesn't want me doing anybody else's laundry.
1: Yeah, but you get to uh, your, except your own. For my own. <laughs> yeah.
2: And so um a lot of times she'll just throw my stuff in with with right. You know, her way, which is doing it the right way, right, you the correct um,
1: she's right, right. <laughs> I mean, yeah.
2: I, you know, she's she's probably right. um The dishes are that way too. She doesn't like the way that I load the dishwasher.
1: All right, that can be uh, that can
0: be. So, yeah.
2: like, I'll I'll do other things. Like, yeah. I'll I'll mow the grass and you know, wash the cars and you know, do do all that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, we have a bit of a del- division of labor. Right. You do uh, the outside some and... things, and there are certain things I'm not
1: yeah
2: yeah
1: i love it to do so So do you hang do you like hang stuff on a line or do you just hang it inside do you have a hang no
2: i just we just have these thick plastic hangers Uh, all right yeah hang them up
1: i just wondering if you were like old school with clothes outside no okay well thank you scott i appreciate your time it's been wonderful and your book is a fabulous addition to lessening some of the rancor that we see online and in person and reading this back in the gospel of Jesus. So thank you for writing it.
2: Thanks, Ashley.
0: Appreciate it.
1: Friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Scott Sauls. It was such a pleasure. And I hope you'll go over to the show notes, click the link and order a copy of his book, A Gentle Answer. This week, instead of just one, I want to leave you guys with two small steps. The first is, like Scott reminded us, gentle people, secure people are able to go first. So I would encourage you to pray, or even just notice as well, prayerfully before God this week, where do you not want to go first? Is it with your parenting? Is it with a friend? Is it with a coworker? Where do you kind of put up your hackles and are afraid to go first because you don't feel secure? And once you've noticed that insecurity or your natural defensiveness or your ultra sensitivity, bring that to God. And have, as you pray, ask the Holy Spirit to move you to be able to practice going first, especially when it comes to things like gentleness and apologizing. The second wonderful practice that Scott Sauls mentioned in our interview was to practice living eulogies or benedictions. He talked about how in their staff meetings, they started off by saying, these are the things that make you you, that God's gifted you with, and I am so happy to see those things in your life. I think this could really change the moment. Instead of, being polarized in conversation. I think this idea of living eulogies is one way to kind of take the air out of the room when it gets too heated. It's a way to practice gentleness, and it's a way to remember that the person in front of you is an actual full-bodied human being made in God's image and worthy of dignity and honor and respect, regardless if you disagree about a certain issue. Friends, I'm so excited to be back here with you as we have these great conversations about things that matter. We live busy lives. We live lives where it's super easy to stay shallow in our relationships. So I hope you will subscribe right now for thick, intentional, thoughtful conversations as we move forward in a crazy polarized moment that we're in to bring the truth and love. So subscribe. I hope you'll join me in these wonderful conversations as we remember that big things matter, but so does the laundry.